0: Fama Muhammad is the British Muslim student who is sort of the face of the fight against FGM, female genital mutilation. After her petition successfully receives 250,000 signatures around the world, she's invited to meet with the UK education secretary. In this meeting, she's she's still just like a 16-year-old girl, but education secretary is like, okay, you have my ear, what should we do? Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I am Chloe Skye.
1: I'm Jupiter F. Stone. And I'm Sarah Gorski.
0: I'm going to jump jump right in. Today I am covering Fama Mohammed. Have either of you heard of Fama Mohammed?
1: No. Negative.
0: So Fama Mohammed is the student, the British Muslim student, who is sort of the face of the fight against female genital mutilation.
1: Oh, this sounds like a hard story to listen to. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go too into like
0: details or anything. So it's, it's more just like it's, it's more about her and how she's fighting it. But it is it is heavy subject matter.
1: Yeah, It's intense because yeah. female genital mutilation is horrific. horrific.
0: Yeah, it's uh the yeah you, know, you just remove the you generally the clitoris entirely. And
1: why is this happening?
0: Well, I mean, we can get into it a little bit, but most of my research wasn't about like the reasons for the practice. It was more about like the reasons for abolishing the practice. Correct. Uh, but in general, yeah. like I have listened to a few podcasts about it, and generally speaking, it's a part of the Muslim faith to prevent women from like going astray. Like, it dates way back to the beginning of the religion, and it became a practice because men didn't want their spouses looking at other guys or, like, having even the ability to achieve pleasure.
1: So they remove the the pleasure center of Yeah, and they do it when the girls are very,
0: very young, often before puberty. Sometimes, one of the details I found, they're like a couple weeks old, but I also do want to say before I start anything that there are Muslim women in the world who choose to have the procedure done as adults because they like it. They think it's like going to bring them closer to God and closer to their religion. And in those instances, I'm like, you know, if you go in with fully informed consent, that's on you. There's there's yeah. plenty of, you know, trans women out there who cut their penises off. Not all of them do, but they choose to do that. And some people say, like, that's crazy. Why would you do that? So I'm not going to judge anyone who has the ability no. to make a decision for themselves and does it. But if you're going to force a child against her will or even tr- convince her that it's good for her but she doesn't actually know – and then force it to happen, like, I'm fully opposed to that practice. Right. Is that,
1: like, a particularly, like, is that, do you know if it's, is it, like, a tenet of the Muslim faith, or is it, like, a particularly conservative I think it's branch like, of the faith? I think or it's, is
0: sort it... of the, the most extreme version okay. of it. I don't think it's everyone who's Muslim does this. But, I don't think so either. Uh, but there is a, a, it's a pretty large, number of people who, even just in England, they were like, we currently have 44,000 people who have had the procedure done against their will, and there are another, like, 25,000 girls currently, like, at risk of having the procedure done.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I remember not hearing about it till I was older and it, like, was incredibly devastating for me to hear about it older, much less thinking about it happening when you're a child weeks old. For
0: sure. <sighs> and and just never knowing like what right. it could have been like to be able and like sometimes like the doctors who do it like don't do a great job and rather than just like preventing pleasure it's to a level where if a woman ever becomes a little bit aroused it's just searing pain so it's like punishment it's permanent punishment yeah, yeah it's it's just I a, mean it's keeping women down it's, it's keeping
1: yeah. women down keeping women it's, away it's from it it's a form of control yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly Because a woman who feels pleasure is a woman who has power. Yep. There we go.
0: And who doesn't need a man. So, Fama Mohammed is born in 1996 in the Netherlands. And her family moves to Bristol, the United Kingdom, when she's seven years old. One day, she's in school, and she goes to an after-school program that's all about fgm which female genital mutilation i'm just gonna call it fgm Mm -hmm. and i I, when i read that i was like wait what school has an after school program about female genital mutilation like that's crazy my school definitely didn't have that (laughs) my school neither but kudos to this school in bristol for being like let's talk about it because one of the things fama muhammad has said as going forward is like nobody was taught nobody it's just taboo to even mention it Like it's taboo to mention it in our faith. It's especially taboo to talk about it outside of our faith. People feel like they don't want to step on the wrong toes and like offend anybody. So it's just like a topic no one ever talked about. Mm. So she learns about it after school. She's a little kid and she's horrified and says, I need to help in any way that I can. So when she's 14, she starts actively campaigning. Uh, she joins the End FG Project, co-founded by her English teacher named Lisa Zimmerman. Two years later, she is the face and the front of a national campaign with The Guardian and Change.org to end the practice.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah.
0: she's So she's 14 years old, and she's the face of end this practice.
1: That's massive.
0: Yeah. Wow. There's also, like, because she is raised in a white country there's a lot of like muslim people who attack her cuz they're like you don't know what it really is cuz you weren't raised with us and you don't understand it and so like you're coming at it from the white point of view and you're just like the face of the white movement that's trying to get rid of our religion so it's all it's very complicated um mm-hmm. So a year after this, this campaign that she's the face of, Integrate UK launches an online petition with her urging that receives over 250,000 signatures, uh, it receives vocal support from another activist around her age, Malala Yousafzai.
1: Oh, yeah, I want to do an episode on her. Me too. I was just thinking about that today, actually. Yeah, she was on I my, list of
0: my short list of people to do for today.
1: We're gonna have to fight over her, I think. I know Chloe. we might. <laughs> Fight, 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 fight. (laughs) So
0: Fama, after this, after her petition successfully receives 250,000 signatures around the world, she's invited to meet with the UK Education Secretary. And in this meeting, she's she's still just like a 16-year-old girl, but she's, Education Secretary is like, okay, you have my ear, what should we do? And she says, you should write all of the primary and secondary schools in the United Kingdom and introduce mandatory courses on FGM for all the teachers and all the parents. And so this creates a uh, compulsory training for all the public sector workers who have access to like young girls to, to identify wow. and assist at risk girls.
1: Wow.
0: There's an added emphasis in this program on, like, warning signs, uh, especially before, like, summer vacation, because that is when children are at the greatest risk of their parents being like, cool, you've got three months till you go back to school. You can – we can get the procedure done right now, and you will have recovered by the time you go back to school, and no one will ever know about
1: Uh, it. Wow, and she's 14.
0: She's 16 at this point, yeah, but still, like, that's – crazy that she So she didn't
1: so she didn't have it done to her she just was in classes and Correct. recognized yeah. how horrific it was
0: exactly yeah she's okay. not a, a victim herself of the practice and then in 2016 like pretty much all of the articles that are on the internet about her and i like was searching podcast apps to see if she's been interviewed anywhere like there's very little information about her out there except for in 2016 when she was 19 years old she receives an honorary doctorate of law from Bristol University. And she's one of the youngest people in the United Kingdom to ever receive an honorary degree. She is pursuing a law degree. She's pursuing, like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a civil rights lawyer. And oh. now she's a an honorary doctorate of law.
1: Damn, her and Greta are going to rule the world. 100%. I hope so. Oh.
0: 100%. When asked wow. how she felt about receiving this award, she said she felt ecstatic. She said, this has been seven years of hard work. And she's 19, so she started when she was 12. Seven years of hard work. We had so many obstacles to overcome and, and struggles at the beginning because it was so taboo. It was fighting against something something that people were in denial about. It was hard for people to understand our point of view and for people in the community to be able to come out and say, you know, I'm against this too. You know, of course, there are people out there who might not agree, but there are many people who have said that our work has broken a cycle of abuse in their family, and that's what keeps her going.
1: Wow. (gasps) That is so, breaking cycles of abuse is so powerful.
0: Wow. Yep. And it just goes back generations and generations and generations of people who've had this practice done, and it's so powerful that she, at such an early age, was able to recognize it and and say, I'm going to do something about that. Like, that's crazy. Um, wow.
1: Inspiring,
0: yeah, and she's so still,
1: inspiring. She's
0: still an advocate. She still advocates for women's rights. Namely, she's she's big right now on online sexual predators. And forced mm. child marriage. Like, those are kind of the areas where she's like focusing in on. She's also studying biomedical sciences at King's College in London. And <laughs> yeah. there hasn't really been any other new information since 2016. So that's that's all I have. Like, that's the wow, end of it.
1: Because it's ongoing.
0: Yeah. Because she's just getting started.
1: Oh, we have so, to do follow ups. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, 70 years from now, there's going to be an incredible Fama Muhammad
1: episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I She just sounds incredible.
0: Yeah, hugely inspiring, and if, if you liked this episode, if you want to learn about more people like Fama Muhammad, Greta Thunberg, we did an episode on her, uh, Sophie Scholl, yeah. Chief Teresa Kachindamoto, those are the three people who are like, you know what, there's something bad happening, and we're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. That was my like category for those three. Yeah. And then in a separate but related, there's Cher Height and Ida B. Wells, who are... Getting, getting the word out there about mm. things people don't know about.
1: I, used to, I mean, even like throw in Tuira Kayapo, who mm. stopped the, the dam yeah. uh, in Brazil. Oh, definitely. And um, she wasn't a kid, but she's a badass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she stood up against forces far greater than her and oh. came out, you know, superior at first.
1: Oh, and you know what? We should give some love to Wangari Mutamatai. Cause she the she's the tree planter, right? She sure is. Yeah. Look at look yeah. at y'all.
0: Mm-hmm. Tag teaming it.
1: I'm getting in. I'm getting like really heavily involved in the database. I like want to be broad fluent. A resource, <laughs> A broad source. Broad fluent. I like that.
0: So that's a, that's Fama Muhammad. Um, do you feel like we should know her? Most
1: f- definitely. Oh my gosh! yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. We absolutely. stuff. I'm inspired.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to one of the shortest ever episodes of Broads You Should Know. Because it's
1: still going on. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, come on back next week for another Broad You Should Know. Check out the Broads database we've been mentioning here on BroadsYouShouldKnow.com. Send us an email, BroadsYouShouldKnow at gmail.com. Yeah, we're just so glad that you're that you're listening and getting the word out there about the podcast. Keep telling your friends, keep writing reviews. It helps with the, you know, the algorithm. We're we're so happy you could join us.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.